Ashes. Hey, it's the Page Avenue Crew podcast. My name's Adam. Is that what he says? New Mother Christ? I think so. <laughs> I think that sounds about right. Oh, that's I mean, it makes sense, but I've never heard that word. And that's fucked. That well, just blew I, my mind I, when you said I, that. I was like, wait, is that what he fucking I, says? He does multiple ones. Uh, yeah. My name's Dan. Hi. I'm, I'm Ryan. Josh. Well, okay, Same Z's. Okay. I forgot the order. <laughs> We're killing uh, it. Lightning crashes. No mother. A new mother. That's not what he says, is it? Yes, it is. I got to look it, it up. It's got to be because the whole. Yeah. yeah. A new I mean, mother. That makes more it's sense. Like, I always. I always. It's like. Yeah. Cause I, I, don't, I don't even know what I thought. It's, it's a new like, mother. An old mother dies. <laughs> an, old, an old mother dies is the end. Does he say that too? Okay. Yeah, an yeah, old yeah. mother cries. A new mother an dies. Old mother, a no, no, no. A new mother cries. An old mother dies. Because there's a baby and placenta on the floor ah, and shit. Yeah, you know? you're right. Okay, so there's multiples. That makes sense. What the, the fuck a- are we talking and about? The angel opens her eyes. Hey, man. Josh has inspired us with this this beautiful lyric. Praise be. Lyric. By live. Our first music video for the new record should be about childbirth and placentas <laughs> and shit. Out of a butt. The first baby born from a butt. If I if I sent a demo with the word placenta in a song, would you guys think it was kind of cool? <laughs> I think it was super cool, yeah. Super. There's what what's do you, there's one word you say on wolves that I'm like, uh, what did he said? Uh, what the fuck is it? I was just thinking about it the other day. God damn it. I'll remember it later and text you. There's a couple Bang. words on there. I don't know. Is it hymen? No, you say a word. I'm just like, that's funny that you say that word in the story of your song. <laughs> Urethra. I can't remember what it is. No. Yo, wolves. Speaking of, it turned Ooh. three today. Happy birthday to wolves. Yeah, man. Yep. Three years ago on Adam's birthday as well. Ha <laughs> ha. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, nerd. I'm older than wolves. You think any? Yeah. You think any of your other of your other favorite celebrities might die today? <laughs> oh Dude, uh, Chuck Yeager. Adam has Adam has a streak of his favorite musicians dying on his birthday. So. Yeah, Dimebag Daryl died on my 25th birthday. John Lennon died on my first birthday. You were already a fan, though. Uh, already a fan. I was born a fan. <laughs> um, Chuck Yeager died yesterday, so that doesn't quite count, but. The uh, the test pilot dude who was the first person to break the sound barrier, who was in uh, that movie, The Right Stuff, back in, I mean, he wasn't in it, but it was about him and a bunch of other test pilots and shit in the 40s. I did a book report on that dude when I was like 12 and had to dress up, you know, it was one of those things in school where you dress up as the person in the book because I was into planes and jets and ships. What's the story? He died today? Yeah, he was 97. Oh, damn. Old. It's a pretty good age. Yeah. Pretty he made he did good. I did a book report on Michelle Pfeiffer once. <laughs> just her. Yeah, I just want to do one on a hot babe when I was a Michelle kid. Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer's? Michelle Pfeiffer's? Pfeiffer's. Yo, you think she was hotter than Cindy Crawford? Kathy Dude, Ireland. When you guys were like who was the ultimate babe? When you were like fifteen. When I was like fifteen? When you were fifteen, who was like the ultimate babe? Pamela Anderson, one hundred percent. Always really? back in the yeah, day. You're, for me. you're like you've always been into like that like tan blonde hair, like Beach babes, big, big, like big blonde hair and tan. You've always like always been into that. That was that was especially my thing in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of eighties. I don't know. Eighties. I don't. I don't know. Or like, uh, I guess we weren't just like old when you were a kid. 80s, like, but, who was the ultimate yeah, yeah. babe? I'm trying to think because like Pamela Anderson. Yeah, that kind of. I feel like she was like later though. Like when we were like later in our teens. Mm. She came out like like ninety ish, right? Yeah, I don't know, probably. But the joke. I mean, we we always joke. About this kind of shit. Anything that's like old and cheesy, we say, but like the cliche babes from back in the day were like the supermodels, Cindy Crawford yeah, yeah, or yeah. Kathy Ireland yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. 
It was usually somebody in like a movie for me. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to think of, but I can't I can't think of it right now. I know now. it's like, hard it's, like, it even, is hard even, to think about. Even that uh the chick that played uh Veronica Vaughn. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And and, and uh Billy Madison. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. She was, she, also, had, she was also Sonya Blade. Yeah, she <laughs> has that Kombat. weird. She has that weird crooked eye that I like. Yeah, <laughs> where one would, of her like, eyes like goes in. I, dude, when chicks have like that uh, an eye that points inward a little bit, it's yeah, like, like what's, it's what's, what's her name? What's her name from that one movie? Uh, what movie? Uh, with Josh Hartnett. Uh, What's her name? Her last name's weird. It's like Mosososinin or something. No clue. Betty White. You know who you're talking about because she has that eye too, and you loved her. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, oh, oh, oh! I know you're you talking, know about. talking I don't about. I don't know. She's hot, dude. You used to I have like a poster her. of Jessica Simpson on your wall. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, I remember love that. Jessica Simpson when I was a youngster, a young tyke. Yeah. And then when I was when I was real young, uh, the movie Rad. This is just for anybody. That's like, no, 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 no. Uh, Rod and Rex Reynolds. Rod and Rex. Uh, when they're at the dance, they're yeah. you know how they have uh the like the girlfriends. There's the one in the zebra tight zebra thing dancing. She was like, I loved her. Did you? Oh. I, I looked at because I watched that movie the other night, and uh, I looked at the IMDb. Mm-hmm. Those those two like hot chicks. Yeah, they had like weird like cat names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it Wait, is like, it Reynolds? I said Rod and Rex. Is there is the last name Reynolds? I think so. Bart Taylor, Rod and Re- Rod and Rex. Either way, they're girlfriends when they're at the dance, and she's got that zebra thing on, and she's doing that, yeah, that thing, <laughs> and she's like looking right at the camera. She's looking straight at me, dude. I loved her when I was a kid. Oh my god, I loved Jennifer Love Hewitt too for a while. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, mm. Jennifer Love Hewitt was in a, a documentary I just watched the other day about Betty White, which is awesome. It's an amazing documentary. Whoa, because she rules. Jessica Alba was hot. And oh, is still yeah. hot. Dude, that's mm-hmm. true. In uh, Idle Hands. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, Guys, you know I, gotta go, of- I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be back in about five minutes. <laughs> you, you know the kind of thing I'm talking about. Yeah. I think I used to really like Alyssa Milano when I was a kid. Like, like in Who's the Boss when I was like that same age. All yeah. Right, I'll say this. Adam probably liked that chick, Small Wonder. <laughs> I like that show. I love that show, dude. <laughs> a robot. He's like, oh, she's perfect. She's a robot. <laughs> Do you guys remember when we played that benefit with Linkin Park for the tsunami? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and she was there. Not the robot. Dude, she was hitting on me super hard. Now, I'm just going to say it publicly. It's all right. Who? She yeah, was, Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. She was trying to get down. Oh, dang. I was like, uh, I have a girlfriend. I wasn't married yet, but I had a girlfriend. But, uh... She was trying to get down. You could have showed her who's the boss. And then later that <laughs> night, Adam, your lifelong crush, Gwen Stefani, we were standing in the hallway, and she walks up right in my face. She's like, hey, going to the after party? And I went like this. I couldn't even talk. I'm so mad, dude. Fucking so mad. She, We were out in the hallway. We were just drinking, partying, like doing the L.A. kind of thing. She walks up. Hey, you coming to the after party? Dude, I didn't, I purposely left early trying not to do the LA thing, thinking like, okay, this is their hometown. They're not going to want to fucking party and want people all up in their zone and shit. I didn't want to be that person. Wrong. Wrong. Mm-hmm. There was an after party and we were invited to it. We didn't, and we didn't go to it. Biff and Phil <laughs> went, I'm pretty sure. Wait a minute. I went. Did you go? Yeah. I don't remember being in an after party. No, I think that was the same night that I had that drunken adventure with Wee Man and Ron Jeremy. Is, that, is this all the same night? Do you guys remember yeah, that? Yeah, Ron Jeremy was there for sure. Yeah, I shook no, Ron I, Jeremy's hand No, I went on like night. a blackout drunk crusade with Wee Man. 
Dude, is oh. that when we met? We met. Yeah, th- yeah. This is and we filmed yeah, yeah, yeah. him. Right. This is all the same night. Yeah, it was all the same night. We went to the after party with Wee Man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's all coming back. Yeah, he's one. So he's one of like the few people that we have video of saying we used to do the hey say something about story of the year thing, but yeah, we didn't yeah. put any of it in the DVD. Yeah, he's one of them. And he was yeah. like, yeah, man, I remember story of the year, dude, back in the day. In the 80s, the early shit, man, I saw him with, like, Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking <laughs> sick. No, dude, he was fucking awesome. Like, you know, we grew up watching C- CKY and, like, you know, Jackass had a big influence on us. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, the, our live show and just our, you know, the sh- our visual shit that we did. I don't know. Big influence on us. And, like, hanging out with him that night, like... He was like, not like starstruck by me, but he, like, you could tell he was like in our dressing room. He was at a rock show. We, it's like, he was kind of like intimidated a little bit by us. And I thought that was fucking crazy, you know? Maybe it was your muscles. It's like, if you only had any idea, you know? Yeah. Like how cool all you guys are compared to us, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> was Chris Pontius there too? Or was that a different night? I remember no, I was meeting that, him somewhere. No, Chris, pa- Chris Pontius was at the... uh we were on the Nintendo Fusion tour. Yeah, we had that right. party. We, we, yeah, we played that fucking Donkey Kong game with him. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. and he Donkey was on. Kong game. He was on every drug. Yeah, he, we were like, we were like, hey, what's up? And he just stared at us like. <laughs> I had to play. I it was like, like oh a promo. God. I had to play the game. Like they had to get like video of people yeah. playing because it was yeah. it was for the Nintendo Fusion tour. So it was yeah, like we a did that like Nintendo every show. It was yeah, at the at the uh, after oh, at party, the party there was yeah, like yeah. Nintendo shit set up and everything. And, I, and they like Ryan, go play with him. Go play with him. So I sat down. And they had to do like a little video snippet of, uh, you know, a guy in the band playing with him. And I was playing with him and I looked over. I don't remember what I said, but I said something and he just go, he just did exactly what he didn't say a word to me. He yeah. just turned his head and just made <laughs> eye contact with me. And his eyes were just gigantic. And he <laughs> stared at me for 10, 15 straight seconds without saying a word. And then slowly just went right back to the yeah, screen. I remember we all were just like, like what oh the my God. fuck? What just happened? Nice to meet you too, Chris. I remember going to that thing and there was like a weird little red carpet thing. It was so yeah, fucking bizarre. Yeah. Uh, and they totally hired, they hired like all these models to walk around the party. Yeah. Remember that shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, where are we? We like, were celebs, bro. I don't know, dude. That that was just funny. I always that's, felt so awkward. That, yeah. That was, that was Nintendo paying for things. Yeah. yeah. And then and then I remember talking to um Esther, who was like our main chick at Maverick and then at Warner. And I remember her telling me like one time we were in LA, she's like, Oh, we were, I, we were talking about these parties and shit. She's like, Oh yeah. Like you guys get, I remember Josh, you were really upset. She's like, you guys get invited to this stuff like multiple times a week. Like we just never tell you guys cause you live in St. Louis. Damn you it. Remember how you were so pissed. Yeah, I was like, pissed. Yeah. I I it, for some of them, I would have flown out for it. Cause that was, some of it would have been fun. We did yeah, go to man. the one though. We went to the Christmas party at Tom Wally's house, who was which, like which the head dude at Warner. <laughs> that was a little odd. No, that I'm talking. I'm talking about like red carpet shit, movie premieres. Yeah, like, we got, like we got invited to all that shit. Yeah, I hung man. out with Tim Armstrong that night briefly Ooh. At, at Tom I, Wally's house. I was trying to explain to him what what story of the year sounded like. I was like, <laughs> you know, it's like uh it's like used kind of, but like, uh, and I, I had no idea what to say to him. He was just like, that sounds cool, man. I was like, but it's, but I was like, it's not, I was like, it's not really like heavy. And he, it was just funny. Weird. Yeah. That was the night. That was the party where I came up to Tom Wally. He's like the head of Warner brothers at the time. And I was like, oh, it was, so it was us, my chemical romance. That was at the beach house. Oh, it, it was a separate thing. Yeah. We went, it was us, party. my chemical romance and Avenged Sevenfold. It was just our three bands. We went to Tom Wally's beach house. Yeah. Yep. And I was talking to Tom. I came up to Tom Wally. I was just saying, hey, thanks for having us over. You know, 
Because like the dude like catered it and had just booze. Over. It was awesome. <laughs> And like mid sentence, he just like looks at me and walks away. You guys remember that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I could remember. I remembered something being weird about that. I remember that. But so hey, dude, that, that's super cool. You had us all out. Like thanks, blah blah. Because we were on Warp Tour, so, so there was we were the three Warner brand band. So yeah, when we were in New Jersey Fuck, he, or whatever, he had us out to his house, and it's like while I'm thanking him for letting us, you know, come to his ten million dollar fucking mansion on the beach. Mid sentence, <laughs> just like peace. Didn't like, say cool. a word, just walked away. That, that guy owns the label. Like, That's good. Wow. Sounds uh, like a that, good that, dude. That became, that became known as the DeLong Dustoff. The DeLong uh, Dustoff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that that's from a different uh, different incident on Warp Tour. Oh, Angels and Airwaves was on the one year. And uh, Tom DeLong, you know, we 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 were mutual friends with everybody. And uh, we uh, their friend or their guitar player, Dave, <laughs> uh, he would hang out with us. But yeah, Tom DeLong came over and standing by our bus under the uh, under the tent. And we're just like talking. He's kind of looking around, like not paying attention. And like right mid sentence, somebody was talking. And he goes, "Is it dusty out here?" He, kind of wiped, <laughs> he, he wiped his eye and just walked away. <laughs> so it's oh, forever shit. known as the Delong uh, dust off. Yeah, dude. He thought a spaceship was landing, though. Yeah, that's why he left. <laughs> Is it um, dusty out here, dude? So do you guys remember back in the day when we did Love Line, that show with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Uh, maybe like, I don't know, seven years ago, or whatever. Someone sent me a po- uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. I listened to it and he was talking about Loveline. And he said, whenever they had guests on there that they didn't like care about, that they didn't like, he's like, yeah. in, on every commercial break, we would get up and leave and like go to the bathroom or say we have to get something to drink or eat or whatever. That's, and I remember like he was just talking about like, yeah, when we had like fucking idiot bands in there, like we, <laughs> we just didn't even fucking care. We would just, didn't you guys remember we did Love yeah. Line? Uh-huh. Literally every break, they wouldn't say a word to us, and they yeah. got up and would like just leave and like. I, I think we said like six words the entire time. Yeah, it was it was not worth us doing. It was very uh, awkward. We may have no. talked about this on the podcast we talked about, before. We, but talked we, about we were fucking idiots. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, for the record. So for sure, I get it for but, sure. But but it's just funny, like hearing him. Like I was listening to him going, "Yep, that was we us. were one of those bands that he yep. didn't give a shit about." That's funny, dude. That know. was just one of those things where, like, you know, the label or somebody was just like, you're going to do Loveline. And we're like, okay, why? Yeah. Like, yeah. what are we going to talk about on Loveline? <laughs> yeah. You you did ask if uh, if the the penis pills work or something, right? Boner pills no, or we, penis we, 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 just talked, we talked no, about dicks the whole time. Yeah, I asked if the pills, the, the pills work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Drew was real happy to answer that. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I guess um, last week we interviewed Scoobs. I think this week we're going to interview Adam because it's his birthday, right? Cool. cool. All right. First question How old are you? Old enough to party. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, cool. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I start with one that's kind of heavy? No. Can I? I don't know. I'm pretty strong. When did you figure out you first liked dicks? <laughs> Uh, well, at my baptism, I, uh, you saw the priest, you saw the uh, priest stick and then. No, seriously. Let's start. I, I want, I want to start. I got a good question for you. I'm not going to ease it in. I'm just going to jam it in. You know what I'm saying? No loop. Just jam it okay. in. So we're talking about being 25, all this shit, right? Yep. You know, being on love, I'm 25. So now that you're old as fuck, is there something that you believed when you were 25 that now you're like, how the fuck did I believe that? That's silly. Or anything you thought, anything you did. Like, what's something that stands out? All kinds of shit. I'm, like, fully... Growing up, my dad always told me... He'd, he'd always say, like, 
well, you're a kid, so you're kind of fucking stupid, you know? Uh, and I'd be like, no way, Dad. You know what the fuck you're talking about? And he would say that with love, of course, because he, he would also tell me, like, hey, kid, you're, like, way smarter than me. Please just do something cooler with your life than I did. So I knew he was just giving me shit, but he was also being kind of serious. Like, kids think that they know a lot, and they don't. Teenagers, people in their early 20s, younger, you know what I mean? You get You get to that age, and you really think you got shit figured out. And then every year you realize you were wrong the year before and the year before that. So there's like no end to the list of shit that I just thought I fucking knew everything about, but I didn't. Um, but then one, this is kind of actually really heavy. One thing I was 26, 25, 26, um, when my dad got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, I fully fully went down the rabbit hole of alternative medicine bullshit and became like a believer of that shit because I read a bunch of books. You know, I, it's like I knew enough about science to kind of, to understand a lot of the, the big concepts in books, you know, that were using sciencey sounding shit. So I was intrigued enough to kind of go along with it and got fully sucked in and believed all that bullshit for several years until, well, it was a couple years, I guess. I guess I just went, fully heads on into science and kind of re-educating myself and went from fully believing it to realizing I had been fully duped and I was super bummed. Like what specifically? Like super like holistic stuff? Like like what? The whole thing. Alternative medicine. um, All that wooey bullshit. Is that like like alternative rock? (laughs) I bought that book. um, Like it wears black and like Dies, it dies its hair and stuff. Medical cures they don't want you to know about, or whatever home remedies they don't want you to know about. Kevin Trudeau, that dude who fucking went to jail that for fraud. You don't you know know about this dude? Uh, yeah. That's the guy that bought the Wu Tang record. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, he did like the he did, he did like the AIDS I mean, medicine. And he, yeah, no, that that guy. That guy I don't know that, what his uh, name is, but he he like price gouged uh, insulin for people. Yeah. No, and no, he no. Was like, okay. He bought he. He bought the only copy of a Wu-Tang record that they recorded for like $2 million. Oh, shit. Now, this dude, he's been fucked for years, going on like 10 years. He he went to jail. I know know who you're talking about. Yeah, he had infomercials and all kinds of shit. I got fully- Yeah, infomercials, books on like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A a full-blown snake oil salesman, fraudster, piece of shit. I bought his book. You know, I I just got into all that- Real piece of shit. I bought his book. Yeah. All that alternative medicine stuff, like, and then later in life learned, like, oh, yeah, medicine that works is called medicine. Yeah. Like, stuff that actually heals stuff is fucking called medicine. Like, it's it's the 21st century. This is all a bunch of bullshit for people to sell books and people to get sucked into. And I was one of them. That sucked. But well, I'm, I sure there, I'm sure there is a gray area here, you know, because the pharmaceutical uh, industry is a for-profit industry as well. So there are probably things that obviously, you know, have effect and that work in that in that world but you know yeah but dude think about it it's a for-profit inter- industry if it works they'll fucking sell it you know what yeah. i mean yeah. if yeah. anything it's the price gouging and all the fucked up insurance industry and our yeah, yeah. our shitty I, healthcare system that- i'm not disagreeing i'm just saying you know i'm sure that maybe you maybe some of it was valid that you you know learned and looked into like but- weed <laughs> yeah next question next question. next question what's something that fans probably don't know about you Sturry of the year fans. Sturry of the year fans. Uh, What's something they might find surprising about the skull? I don't know. I was always and still am like pretty, uh, you know, out in the open about all the shit I'm super into. Like my Instagram and Twitter feed are half fucking Star Wars and everything else that I'm into. But the, okay, no, here's one. 
so before I got a guitar and got fully into music, I was fully, fully invested in becoming a pilot and then an astronaut. Like I saw Iron Eagle in 87 or 88 or whatever, and then saw Top Gun and was like, oh, fuck, that's what I'm doing. Like I wanted to go to fucking military high school and then go to Annapolis and be a pilot and then be an astronaut. And then I got a guitar and my whole life changed. You were like, I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> I'm a G, ain't I? Um, here you go. <laughs> What's the most angry you've ever been at Josh? Because <laughs> uh, you, you and Josh have the best fucking chemistry. Awesome. It's awesome. But you guys I, are like way better now. What happened? We grew up. They see each other like once a month. So. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not we're not in a room together writing a record. Yeah, we're not uh, in a bus together. You know, I was I was just joking about that one. You don't really have to do that. <laughs> Here's another super heavy one. You ready for it? Yep. I'll be honest. We could say, "Hey, favorite movie," and you'll say Star Wars. We could say, "Hey, what's your favorite food?" and you'll say vegan taco. Like, let's talk about sh- real shit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. All right. So when you quit the band, was it a relief? Or did you feel like you were doing the right thing for you at the time? Like, was it one of those things where you're like, you did it, you made the call, we talked, and you were just like, oh, this feels so fucking good, weights off my shoulders, like, ah, oh, new new path in life, like, this just feels right? Or was it, like, what, what was going on in there, in your skull? Skull? So you're saying, was it that or, or what? Was it a relief, or were you, like, second-guessing it? Like, what, like, you oh, know? I was... F- I was fully confident that it was the right thing to do at the time. And I still think it was, and yeah. it, it gave me perspective and made everything when I came back feel right and feel better and feel like it was for the right reasons. We've had a lot of ups and downs in our career, especially financially. And that <laughs> informs how we all see the world and how we like our perspective on what you need to be happy and sort of prevents me at least from that lifestyle creep, you know, as most people kind of like climb the ladder, they make more money. And all of a sudden what you need air quotes to, to kind of live is a whole bunch of extra bullshit. So we've been through that. And then quitting also helped me go through the the kind of the discovery of who I am and kind of what I was put on earth to do for lack of a better term. Cause I, I mean, I don't truly believe that in any, any like destiny sense. But in terms of like uh, purpose and meaning, it really comes into perspective once the thing that you've been fully focused on for the mo- you know majority of your life is no longer central in your life. So although I was fully confident in the moment to answer your question, and for long after that, I came around to realize that was a, just a, a period of time that needed to happen. And really, I am on this earth to create things and be part of this creative group of people and this band is quite literally my life's work. So it's not just like a a job to quit. You know what I mean? That's a good answer, bro. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Like we've talked a lot about this podcast about like our chemistry and there's a, there's something going on with our dynamic and the four of us that just like not only works, but it's on, it's allows us to like continue to continually like move forward and I think about this a lot, like, especially this time of year, I always just kind of, I do a lot of journaling. I'm like, all right, I get really excited about the new year and everything. It's like, what didn't work? What worked? Most of it is just identifying shit that doesn't work. And I do this a lot with our band, like what didn't fucking work? 
and what are the things that worked and blah, blah. And I start thinking about you guys and our, and our chemistry and shit. And like, Adam, like, this is going to sound really weird, but I had this epiphany the other night. For the first time ever, I have like a coffee maker, right? And for the first time ever, two nights ago, I set the alarm or I programmed it so it would go off at six in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can program it, right? right? And as I was doing it, I was just like, man, I've literally thought about this for fucking 15 years. Like, and I never do it just because it seems like such a hassle. And I, and I, and it occurred to me, it's like, Adam is the kind of dude that would have bought this coffee maker, like went online, like looked at the blueprint, the diagram or whatever, figured out every fucking ends, like all of it, like you would have it programmed. It would like answer your emails. It would do everything for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's your personality type. Like you would have like this, like technology, fucking operating systems, all this stuff. And it took me until two days ago to realize like all I have to do is hit like two buttons blah blah and it's just I think about so much in my life like how much easier I could make things on myself that you just you just innately just kind of have that wiring you know so it's a really long-winded way of like saying like I think that's one of the coolest ways you fit in to our chemistry is that like like before we got on here we started potting you're talking about like hey how can we better uh, do our file management and you're trying to get a family plan for Dropbox and like all this infrastructure and all this like nerd shit that's like you're so good at, you know? And like the reason we're doing this podcast, like you went went down the rabbit hole and learned how to do all this stuff. Um, So I think the way your brain is like very like, you're creative and everything, but like you're also like super, super like pragmatic and like understand infrastructure and like all that stuff. It's just like, it really, especially with our, our DIY shit, like it really makes this band work even better you know sorry i talk a lot but like you know what i'm saying right no it's i have this thing that and i i've really been learning the past few years to check myself because i've i've always seen the world in a like a figure it out kind of way i want to know how shit works like whether it's a coffee maker or our dropbox family plan or my actual instrument that i'll take apart and put back together and all that kind of shit and that combined with my OCD, which maybe came from the same place, makes me really obsess over little shit. Like you've seen how the like how I'll fold closed uh, a bag of chips. I'll like <laughs> yeah. do it like a triangle, then another <laughs> triangle, and then roll yeah. it. Like yeah, yeah. It's all very methodical and like Japanese of me. Or like how I'll open a box. Like I'll look around and find the the pull tab to open it, and I open it like kind of carefully. And I'll watch people, like, especially at work and shit, just rip the thing open like a fucking bear trying to get into a car <laughs> with fucking stakes in it, you know? That's how my yeah. kids open everything. It's, it's annoying. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, take a second. There's, like, literally a pull tab on the back, and you just, yeah. like, basically chewed it open. Um, and I'm like, what's, I'm thinking, what the fuck's wrong with this person? And then I realize, I started to realize this a few years ago. I remember vividly my whole childhood, my dad, when I would do shit like that, being like, yo, well, mm-hmm. slow the fuck down. Pay attention to what you're doing. Just take a breath and pay attention to what you're doing. Just look at the thing for a second before you just freak the fuck out. Because he was kind of obsessive in the same way. So I learned that early on. And then I remember specifically this one time our dishwasher broke. And instead of just like putting it out on the street for bulky trash picker pickup or whatever, he mm-hmm. put it in the garage and was like, hey, if you want to take that apart, go nuts. He gave me a few opportunities like that to just kind of build shit or deconstruct shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And made me think about how stuff works. And then that just, that like informed my entire life. And I realized that not everyone has that same experience and not everyone has fucking OCD like I do. <laughs> so people see shit differently. So like I'm that part of it. But then you like, 
with the coffee maker example, you're the kind of dude who would like not buy filters for two years because you have this like old sock that works great as a filter. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, dude, it just yeah, works yeah. really well. And someone come to your, come to your house and be like, I never thought to use a sock. That's some, that's so creative. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. 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 And then eventually you combine that with like actually reverse engineering stuff. And like, that's your way. Yeah. So, but like the OCD shit, like that's, that's real. I'm sure times where it maybe is a hindrance in your life, but like, like here's a perfect example. When we were doing the live stream, the ghost signal stuff, like getting all that, like figured out, I get really like impatient to like sometimes my detriment. I'm just like, oh, come on. Like, we'll just, we'll figure this shit out. Let's just fucking go. Let's book these dates. Let's just start filming, blah, blah, blah. And I found myself being like really frustrated because you were like coming up with all these like algorithms and fucking price structure breakdowns and like deal points and fucking blah, blah. And I think all of us were like, oh God. But then it's just like, oh, he's right. Oh fuck, he's totally right. Like we have to like slow down and make sure like these deal this deal's right, like these deal points are right, blah blah. So, yeah, I have a tendency just to like I, I don't know, like shit like that is really 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 helpful, especially, you know, last couple of years we've been operating more like a startup than like a, you know, a band on a record label mm-hmm. that where a label yeah. just does everything for you, you know. And then you and I just can't shut up. You know what I mean? We're like coming from <laughs> these opposite sides and just with all these ideas and all this fucking talking and all this stuff and dan and josh are like mostly silent dan especially <laughs> will just like say almost nothing just be like man i don't fucking care i just want to do it and then come at the end with like all the stuff like it's the same yeah. with songwriting or anything like yeah, everyone yeah. we're just all this arguing and he's like all right i got an idea and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then actually delivers the thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. without fucking saying anything and then josh is just like i don't know man this is fucking this is too much arguing and then then at the same time, we'll be like the kind of dude who, if it's like more of a one-on-one thing, I'll be like, hey, maybe we should do this. And then 70 seconds later, he's like, yeah, here's the login and password. Yeah, I got that. That's done. Yeah. I did this too. Yeah. yeah here's this. Just like knocking shit out. Mm-hmm. So totally different approaches, all getting stuff done different times. You know what I mean? It's a, a very dynamic. Yeah. I mean, this is like a, per- it's a perfect example of like why our chemistry is like, is as awkward and weird as it can be sometimes. Like there's a reason like if it was different, maybe if you didn't have like that OCD, like hyper um, attention to detail, we maybe we would like, maybe it just wouldn't work. I don't know, but I don't know. I It's like the older I get, the more I appreciate that. Like in, t- if, in the past, sometimes I felt like it's just like, you know, maybe slowing us down a little bit, but then like the older I get, the more I appreciate it. Like, damn. All right. I just got to push my ego aside and just go, I, he's right. Like we need to figure this out. You know, there is such a balance to be found. And I'm like, fucking here I go again, talking about Japan. But like, I've always looked at that culture as like, I've had so much fascination for or fascination with and respect for that culture and how they, they do slow down and like really take the time. Like you'll watch some, like I remember trying to buy Sharpies there one year and they don't sell Sharpies in Japan. I don't know why, but I was like, I need something like this. And I was showing it. And this person at the stationary store, that one in the mall where the venue's in the mall, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The venue, yeah, yeah. you just go, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And this person came from behind the counter and spent no less than 15 minutes searching every single shelf with me to find something that was as close to a Sharpie <laughs> as they possibly could. Yeah. And there are these great markers that I actually have like a half a dozen of still over here and brought them over and did that perfect like fold and use the, you know, the logo tape thing to close it and like presented it to me. Like, here's your product that I've helped you find for 15 minutes. And it took so long. And like, for me, like in the real world, like at work acting like that's like, you know, a manager would be like, 
oh man, you got to hurry up. More customers need your fucking help. Yeah. And I remember talking to someone in Japan about that, probably, probably Katsu, I think, talking about how I, I think that's so amazing. And he's like, yeah, but it also fucking slows us down in general. Like Japan is behind on this and this and this now. And from his perspective, he's like, no, that's just like, that's too much. We need to be more like America. But to me, like somewhere in the middle is probably like the best. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you need to slow down sometimes. You need to be kind of fucking reckless other times. Yep. But it's all in the middle where the best shit is, I guess. Yeah, it's weird. Like I was just talking to Ryan Smith, uh, Ryan Smith for context. He's directed a bunch of our music videos, super successful photographer. Uh, he's one of the people I kind of lean on to for advice and just mentorship and everything. Long story short, ties him to the same thing. He's like, dude, uh, you need to sharpen your axe, man. Like you spend so much time chopping wood and chopping wood and chopping wood and chopping wood. Sometimes you got to slow down and just sharpen your fucking axe. And then you'll, you'll be able to chop that wood way the fuck faster and do way less work, way less work. You know, I think that's a yeah. really, really cool metaphor. And I, I realize how much of my life I go through, like just fucking chopping wood and not stopping to sharpen my axe, you know? Yeah, sometimes you got to slow down and pick up an entire tree on your shoulder and walk it back to your house <laughs> to see your daughter, Alyssa Milano, and yeah. eat some breakfast with her. Yeah. Uh, do you, what about you guys, Josh, Dan? You guys got anything? Oh, we're here. We're here still. Now you got any questions? <laughs> For a million dollars in a briefcase, would you have sex with one of your dogs? And it wouldn't kill them. <laughs> it would not kill them. His little ass dick oh. ain't going to kill a dog. <laughs> 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 like seriously oh god have, dude have a full sex, just joking full sex it's a good with day. your dog one of your a dogs. million what, dollars I, I would assume the bigger one <laughs> they're, they're all they're all tiny dogs for context yeah. oh that would really ruin the relationship wouldn't it <laughs> no i don't think they would they're like dogs they wouldn't be traumatized really they might like it they might like it <laughs> oh that's that's fucked they might like it yeah but dude what if they do and then every day for the rest of their lives they're like are you gonna do that thing again that fucking ruins everything about having a dog i don't think I, uh, hey you gonna do that again i gotta figure yeah. out how to make a million dollars instead of that <laughs> so no that's i think it's a no no all right for the record all right i'm not a materialistic d- kind of dude i kind of got all i need but if someone showed up for the million dollars, I had to sex a dog, I would seriously think about it. If I had to sex a dog up? I had to sex a dog up. <laughs> no, you're misunderstanding me, Prince Valiant. <laughs> if I had to dick down a dog, man, I might do fucking it. do it. You bet your ass I would. Wow. I just figured those are the closest thing in your, in your house that you love, so besides your wife. Hey, I had a question that I wanted to ask Josh, but I completely forgot last time. Can I interview Josh for one question? Yeah. Hey, man. It's, it's your world. Okay, if you have, you absolutely have to choose one oh, or the yes. other. There are no options. You either get both legs cut off, <laughs> just above the knee, Lieutenant Dan style, or your dick gets cut off. Legs, <laughs> no hesitation. Leg, no legs. hesitation. <laughs> oh man, uh, with uh, my high level of income and advancements <laughs> in technology, I could get some sweet ass legs. <laughs> Oh, and then every and then every time you guys saw me, I, you'd have to go. You got magic legs. <laughs> Maybe you could I'm, run faster. Maybe you'd be better. When I was Maybe. a kid, I had this friend. He said his uncle had his body amputated. And his uncle was just a head, <laughs> <laughs> and I believed him. It's like, what are you just like? You just like carry him around and stuff. It's like, yeah, I believed him. <laughs> hey, speaking of animals. Aminals. You want to talk? You want to talk about? Uh, hey, hey, you want to talk mammals? You want to? You want to talk about your uh, your vegan lifestyle, bro? What's your favorite animal that you don't eat? How's your diet? <laughs> that you could eat, but you don't. 
could eat but but don't cows okay hold on time out time out Re- reframe the question if you had to eat some meat adam doesn't eat meat as most people know but if you had to pick one that was like that you ha- you just had to have a meal where you had to eat meat which one would it be what's the least cruel um i would choose based as much on like cognitive capacity and like like a fucking ab- human like <laughs> like lowest on on the the spectrum like ability to experience compassion and or suffering or blah 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 it'd probably be like a fucking alligator or something that's just a straight oh. fucking small brain meat eating machine you know what i mean what about shrimp scrum crustaceans <laughs> i mean crustaceans so i uh, <laughs> I did it. I did that thing, Adam. <laughs> that thing you were talking about. Josh. Josh. Scoops. Um, you used to eat scallops sorry, sorry. and stuff. Are those, are those alive? I don't even know what a scallop is. So I ate scallops for a while. Yeah, I, remember, I ate scallops I and we would eat those together shrimp for a while yeah. because they don't... So it's it's like flesh, but it, they're not... Um, they don't have a brain. They're not self-aware. <laughs> 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 Why is that so funny? Silverware. I mean, uh, they don't actually. Have, they don't have brains. They have some. Chickens like are pretty a, gross a, and stupid looking to me. So I mean, you know, are they smart? scallops? Look like a little chunk of like what do you call it? Those things that are usually wrapped in bacon, like a little fillet thing. Scallop. It's like that, but but white. Yeah, y- you know. And they taste fucking amazing with butter all over them. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. seared, they're like really meaty actually. But they don't have a brain. They have like a really simple nervous system, and they don't even have a ganglia which is what a shrimp has it's like a proto brain like not a brain it's just like at the top of the spinal cord there's a bunch of extra nerves that makes them a little bit like they can fucking scamper faster or some shit you know what i mean <laughs> yeah scamper like, you know uh uh you know it, we hit it with just got the the uh what the, the hand what do you call it the paw the paw it's stuck <laughs> in the grill you know okay you know what i mean so they're just like a little bit more advanced but they don't have a brain so i was cool with that i did all this research into the anatomy and physiology of things from the water that I might want to eat. Mm-hmm. So I don't count that. I don't think that's what you're asking, right? If I had to eat something like yeah. what you really think of as an animal that has a fucking face yeah. and might want to like, might love you as a pet or something, right? Potentially. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think about like, what is the the meanest one? Probably cows. Chickens are kind of weird and nerdy and, and they don't seem that cool. <laughs> cows or pigs would be the last thing I would eat. Pigs, yeah. Pigs are probably like the... The most compassionate animal, right? Pig is a disgusting animal. Of the ones we eat. Pigs are the most intelligent for sure. Yeah. They're smarter than dogs and a lot of other animals like on that level. So I'd probably eat like a fucking alligator or something for real because they're just, (laughs) they don't do much but just sit and hunt and they're just kind of dumb. Not that that makes it better, but I would rather eat something that's lower on the spectrum that doesn't have like some any kind of like... How would you be able to tell if he was on the spectrum though? What if you just walked? What if someone just took a chunk out of a cow and the cow got to live? Like just took one of his legs off, and he was just like a three-legged cow, but he still got to live. You could get a classic cow leg. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this like a survival scenario? Like, eat it or die? Like, I don't know, because I, I would, I would be fucking gross to me. So that's the big thing. Like, I wouldn't want to eat meat. Period. Yeah, yeah. It, it would fucking gross me out. Yeah. Let's talk about when you became vegan, why you became vegan, and uh, what that means to you. I stopped eating meat on the bone in like 2000 because I worked at a restaurant or a few restaurants in St. Louis. I worked at this place called Emo's Pizza that had pizza, but also had like wings and different roast beef sandwiches and shit like that. And working in the kitchen after a while was just fucking disgusting to me. 
bloody ass roast beef sandwiches and chicken wings that would sit in the fryer all day and, and just it, it would just look like a flashback scene from Terminator by the end of the day. <laughs> so it just started grossing me out. So I would only eat things that were patties for a while. And then when we were in the studio with John Feldman making Page Avenue, there was a dude named Sean Diener who worked for PETA at the time. who was a friend. And I just got to talking to him. He showed me some factory farm videos and it just blew my mind. And that was it for me. I was done. I was totally out. So went from being vegetarian. I kind of became vegetarian along the way between emos and that for like six months and then went fully vegan in January 2004. Wait, no, January 2003. Because our album came out in 03? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so January 2003. And to me, it just... It just like all made sense. Like it's factory farms are the worst, most horrific shit in the world. It's a fucking Holocaust of pain and suffering. It's fucking terrible. And I've just always loved animals. Like I grew up hunting and fishing. And even though I was killing animals, my dad always brought me up in like, cause he was a, you know, Eagle Scout, like fully like nature dude brought me up in kind of that like native American respect the animals, respect the fact that you're like taking them from the environment rather than you're just you're just fucking killing something and just, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Respect yeah. that process. Um, so it was all, all, also about like one shot, no suffering, one shot kill, that whole kind of thing. So that really informed me going vegan. And I told him that at one point and he, after, you know, talking a bunch of shit and making fun of me and whatever, <laughs> I finally told him that one day and he was like, well, well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Carry on. You know what I mean? Oddly enough, you might be the only one in the band that's ever shot an animal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've killed a deer. I've yeah. killed. Like you've definitely, uh, you know, hunted more than all of us have, but yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I do think there's like, that's an important thing. I, I want you to keep talking, but I think that's an important thing that, you know, your dad's kind of reaction to that because dude, eh, it's really easy to just like be ignorant to it and just like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Cause when you see those videos and you know what happens in a factory farm, like it's, fucking horrendous dude like i don't fuck with that I, i'm not a vegetarian or vegan but like i go above and beyond to make sure i don't eat shit out of factory farms i don't fuck with it either dude it's terrible yeah you know and i i, I was just like any, any other people we grew up and stuff i grew up eating all that stuff and you know now i like mm -mm, i can't do it and the fact that it's normal and standard everywhere in the world in the developed world and that's just the way it works like that's why you can get a 99 cent hamburger and all that kind of shit mm-hmm that and the subsidies and all that kind of shit, it makes you realize it will, it prevents you from just kind of tucking it away using that, that kind of like out of sight, out of mind, like, Oh, that's, that's probably just some obscure stuff from fucking Russia in the eighties. That's that can't be real. Like, yeah, no, it put, once you realize it is it it's hard to escape. And I also grew up, like always had dogs, always loved animals. I was always like fascinated by animals as well. Like even hunting, even like after killing an animal, I would like, look at it dead and like be fascinated play with his dick look at it play with it did wiener. you ever have sex with a dead one no <laughs> does that does that count um we always had like deer and fish and everything mounted like at my house like on the walls and shit mm -hmm. and as a kid i went to like instead of summer camp i would go to like zoo classes and shit you know like backstage at the st louis zoo and like get to like check out animals and learn about them and shit so i was always super into that so i connected really quickly when i when you i said that kind of stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no that all, that all makes sense you know and like for a person that i do eat meat i don't eat it every day um i don't eat it a lot of it but 
dude, just like you said, the reason you can get a 30 cent hamburger from White Castle or 99 cent cheeseburger or fucking 59 cent cheeseburger, uh, dude, it's, it's like the bottom of the barrel, fucking millions and millions of these animals just being slaughtered. Like, that's why it's so cheap, you know? Yeah. If, so the stuff I buy, like, it's goddamn expensive, dude, you know? Yeah. Cool. Like, we, for a while, my wife and I, our oldest dog, he was allergic to everything, went through all these problems with his diet and all this kind of stuff. And we were trying different kinds of protein. So for a while we were feeding him eggs, mm-hmm. like egg whites. And um, we would buy these eggs from, I, I want to say it was like a local regional farm, but you'd get like a little card that came in the egg carton with like the name of the chickens <laughs> that it came from. And they would have like funny names and stuff and be like, these ones are from Susie, the chicken, you know? And they were like four times the price oh, of yeah, the others, but- if not more. Yeah, we buy all that, like, all the all our eggs we buy are from, like, I try to buy locally from Missouri, mm-hmm. but they're all, like, you know, free range. They're just, you know, it's not your standard chicken factory. And, yeah. then, dude, it's, like, instead of $1.99 for 12 it's $5. Or, like, yeah. or like $7.99. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, any, depending on where you go. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, we do the same thing with, like, all our meat with, like, Butcher Box. It's, like, a... You know, it's still meat, but it's no antibiotics, free range, yeah, no growth it's hormones, free range, no yeah, like yeah. grass fed, grass finished, yeah, yeah. like it's all that stuff. Till it's like it's expensive as fuck, but like yeah, you know, I makes me feel a little bit better about it, and then it also it's better for you and tastes better. There's also a lot to be said for for knowing where food comes from because now we, even we as like older ish dudes in our forties, are still like two three generations disconnected from farm life and actually seeing things killed. So people mm-hmm. just don't experience that. Mm-hmm. So the past several years, 10 or more years where there's kind of been like a resurgence of local butchers and um, that whole like cottage industry, there are places you can go. Like there's that place Bolliards in yeah, uh, Mapleward. I go there. Yeah. Like I shot a thing. So when I was doing video for Strange Donuts years ago, I shot a thing where they did a collaboration together and I sat there and shot this whole thing while this dude was butchering this cow. And yeah, it was uncomfortable for me because I'm vegan and whatever, but it wasn't anything that I hadn't been exposed to. I've like personally like gutted a deer and done all that shit, like in the woods. I've experienced that in my life. But Are, are you, you field dressed one? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Hey. Um, but watching it, all I could think was 99.9% of people who are going to watch this video have never seen some kind of shit like this close up. Yeah. And that matters. A lot to me. That place is rad. They, I, I did a bunch of research for them and um, on them. They get their stuff from only like three different farms in Missouri. Yeah, and we went to one of those as well. Yeah, they're only. I mean, they're not far that far outside of St. Louis, but like it's only these three farms, and it's like one that they get all their beef from, one they get their chicken from, and one they get like their pork from. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. all separate and like uh, it's it's just it's a cool spot. It's just. Yeah. You feel like you're buying also like into like your local economy, like your small Mm -hmm. businesses and stuff. And then the wider range of like Missouri, but like you're getting quality food from ethical farmers, essentially. Like when you really do research about your food and where it comes from, it's super important. And it's hard because like you, you think about like the standard American diet, like Adam, you're saying like fucking cheeseburgers that cost seven cents or whatever. You know, you take the standard American diet, like cheeseburger, fries, Coke, blah, blah, and it's just like fucking horrible for you, you know? The hard thing, though, with the vegan stuff is I know vegans, like, 
where I struggle with it is like, oh, Oreos, fucking this thing, these veggie burgers are all full of all these fucking disgusting oils that your body has no like biological, your body literally does not know what to do with like, you know, like all those oils, dude, they're just fucking terrible for you. And so much of like the vegan food and the fake stuff, it's just like, it's still processed to holy hell. And it's still full of a bunch of bullshit. You don't really like, I, I mean, I don't have like a big network of vegan friends and stuff, but like, you don't, it seems to me like that's an equal problem too. Like you, like you should just eat shit from the earth, you know, like as much as you possibly can, you know, like yeah, whole foods, like whole foods. That's what I'm trying to say. Like whole foods and stuff. like, do you do more of that these days? Are you like the Coke and Oreos kind of vegan these days or more like the whole foods kind of, cause it's just, it's, it's a, there's no suffering involved in it, but it's just as bad for you. I'm definitely in a slump of vegan junk food, yeah. but, um, like part of it comes from the the fact that like now plant based stuff is such a trend and it's growing so fast that we have the opportunity to eat stuff that we couldn't really find before. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that my wife and I can now just be like, uh, I don't know if I'm in the mood for pizza again. Yeah, is like fucking <laughs> mind blowing. Like when we started touring, remember me having like a a carton <laughs> yeah. of fucking protein with a hand blender, and I would eat salads and fries, and that was it. Yeah, now it's like. I don't know. Do you really want pizza again? Mm-hmm. Do you really want Burger King again? Like it's so available that a lot of times we'll just go and buy stuff because we want to support it and make it mm-hmm. like number one, help the business if it's local. And number two, just like tell people about it. Yeah. Like when the, the impossible Whopper came out, I ate no less than a dozen <laughs> Whoppers in two weeks. That's, that's just good. So good. dude. It's not good Man, for you but though. It's delicious. Yeah, but it tastes fucking great. <laughs> does, just no, like, dude, it tastes better than ha- real hamburgers to me at this point. Yeah, the bur- no, they're just, fucking just, terrible I mean, for just you. the Burger King one in general. It's just, it's actually really good. I don't know how they yeah. do it different, but it tastes like a Whopper. Yeah. Yeah. I don't eat Whoppers. I don't yeah. even like Whoppers, but, uh, really, but yeah. <laughs> so it, it's really hard to, to stay on like a really healthy diet when there's all this new shit coming out. There's like a new brand of ice cream or <laughs> yeah, yeah. shit like that like every week. I can see that. That said though, like I've gone in kind of like it's cyclical. Like I'll get super healthy for a while and I'll just be eating lots of greens and cooking for myself. And then sometimes I'm really busy and I'm just eating something from the freezer or, you know, something packaged, whatever. Yep. And I'm kind of in that right now, but it is what it is. Ultimately, like I'd rather eat a less than perfect diet and not cause anything to suffer or as few things as possible Mm -hmm. and have that peace of mind. Cause I just can't, I fucking, I had Taco Bell today. Is that good for you? Is that one of the health foods, guys? Do they serve health food there? They got the be- they have the best meat. <laughs> it's high high quality meat, right? Their old like fresco menu, which is like black beans and uh, fresco style. It's like pico yeah, yeah, yeah. and shit like that. It's not bad. How do, how how has Taco Bell not got into the the fake meat game? It's we're very weird because it's already fake. <laughs> yeah, I guess because they have so many like bean options and stuff. Maybe they just they don't have they don't really have to yeah. worry about it. But Adam, what's your favorite city in the world? Tokyo. Uh, pro- probably Tokyo, yeah. To play or just to visit? Or both? Probably both. Mm. Specifically Harajuku. Sioux City, Iowa. Why? Because <laughs> I love Japanese culture and history and architecture and language and like the fucking whole thing. I'm whatever that derogatory term is for a white person who's obsessed <laughs> with Japan. You're a Japanophile? Wait. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so different from our culture that it's that much more fascinating. All the appealing shit of New York, of Manhattan, without 
a bunch of fucking rude white people. You know what I mean? It's wow. the yeah, fucking yeah. full opposite. So and you're tall. I love it. Hella tall. That's not really true. That's not really true. We're not that tall in Japan. We're not that tall in the big yeah. cities. But Jill and I went to Nara, which is like the original capital of. At some point, there were like two capitals, but before Kyoto, there was this town called Nara, which is not far from Kyoto. And there's this ancient legend of a god coming down from the heavens, down the mountain in the form of a deer. And ever since then, you know, for thousands of years, deer are like, they're the most sacred animal there. So these deer, they're actual, they're reindeer, whatever that specific species or breed of deer is, whatever. They're fucking everywhere. You guys have all seen the pictures and shit, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. they're everywhere to the point, and you're not allowed to fuck with them because I think there's actually laws preventing you from messing with deer or, or hurting them in any way. So they're everywhere. They'll walk in a restaurant. They'll walk up to your table. They'll ask you for like they can talk a snack, and they they're they're so <laughs> they speak English. Do they ask you in Japanese? They're not fluent in English, but they do speak it. Um, <laughs> they uh, there's so many of them that as soon as you get off the train there, they you can buy these little crackers that look like you know the Catholic Jesus crackers, the Eucharist, mm, body of Christ, uh, Jesus crisps. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> to give to the deer and. Jesus, and Doritos. I stole that from Dan. I stole that from Dan. Do they have like a Catholic supply store where they buy those fucking crackers? Where does this shit come from? I just thought about that. Dude, there's a Catholic supply store right by Ted Drew's, right by my house. Weird. I never thought about. They have to go buy that shit. I'm gonna go get those in the next time (laughs) when the the quarantine's over. I'm gonna have a party and we're gonna have Eucharist with uh, vegan cheese. Dude, our new pre-show prayer should be, instead of the one we have now, we should all take the sacrament. <laughs> that would be amazing. And we yes. only drink wine before the show, too. The blood of Christ. Anyway, I cut your sentence off because I was really, I couldn't not get that out because I have never thought about buying, somebody has to buy the body of Christ at the store. Oh, shit, I gotta run down to the store and get some more Christ. <laughs> hey, did you pick up the Christ today? Fuck, we're out of Christ. Oh, I left Jesus in the car. He's probably spoiled. <laughs> hey, man, this package of Jesus has been open for a while. Yeah, stale. Jesus is a little over, over stale today. Man. Body of Christ is inspired. That would happen in, in, in a Catholic school days. You'd get the you'd get the real yeah. crutchy one sometimes. You'd be like, what the fuck? And this one's from the top of the package. We used to take the sacrament. I just never wanted to drink the wine after like the old ass people. Yeah, oh, they just gross. would... They Gross. just did the wipe and turn and then just did the next person. Yeah. I was like, nope. what? Backwash the fucking whole nine yards. <laughs> nope. Yeah, Catholic school, man. We were there. Um, anyway, this so this town is awesome, but since it's a small town and it's, you know, not as frequented by non-Japanese people, when we got off the train there, we were way taller than everybody and people were just fucking staring at us because at the time Jill had like fully platinum blonde hair, you know, and I had big obnoxious hair and- there was a little kid with his mom who was just looking at us with his eyes about to fall out of his fucking head and actually like pointed at us and his mom like slapped his mom, hand. Like, what are those? And, like, turned him so it was a thing. Cool. There you go, my dogs. They're barking. They're barking to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Adam. It's time. Uh, so so especially with all of our records before Wolves, like you wrote a lot of lyrics with Dan. What what are your favorite lyrics? Do you have one that stands out? Like what your favorite song? I think until the day I die is like that. That's like my favorite memory writing because that whole song just like came together. It was such an awesome collaboration of most of the band together. And Dan and I knocked out all those verses in that one night at his in-laws house. And I think those are great lyrics. I think they still like as emo as they are, they, 
they stand the test of time. I think they're fucking great. So that's Dude, they're, they're amazing. way up there. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. We did a great job. That was at his, his aunt, like your aunt's house in Ohio or some shit. They have that pool or that pond in the yeah, backyard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that night. I remember you guys writing that. I mean, no, we did. That was like part I forgot of it. what we did there. We yeah. it was like it it got written slowly over a few months because we were playing it live too, and the verses weren't done. But I, I remember, I remember going out on that boat dock and like writing guitar stuff out there, and you guys sitting at a kitchen table like in the middle of the night, like writing yeah, lyrics. We definitely, I remember we that definitely, shit. we did a bunch of stuff there, but we did most of until the day I die at the Long's house in the basement. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Different sessions of just sitting around, like I got a line. Is this cool? Yeah. What works with this? What about, uh, I thought for sure you were going to say, is this my fate? He asked them. That's the second one for me, because I think it's like, you could call it a political song, but it's more like a, like a social topic kind of thing. Issues. Uh, <laughs> like, a we wrote that in your basement it, at your, at your old house. Yeah. Like a, you know, civil rights focus kind of thing, but told as a personal story rather than just a beat you over the head political statement kind of thing. Yet at the same time, it's also very bold and in your face. So it's. It's a really, really cool uh, dynamic between those two approaches. I think it's like metaphorical. It's also straightforward and just like checks all the boxes. So I'm super proud of what we did in that one. We just kept working off each other and being like, can we, can we say that? Yeah. I, I could say that, right? Is that weird? And then, we, then we'd go like further with an even like harder line. And it was like, okay, yeah, we can do that. Fuck it. Especially that last line of the second verse. We were like, yeah, yeah. We should, yeah. We should just do that. You should just fucking say that. The sex of who you fuck. And we were like, yeah. whoa. Yeah, man. We probably wrote even crazier lines that like we we're like, nah, we should we should make that a little more artistic, if you will. Yeah, that, that song hits uh we'll talk about that on a different podcast, but that song really hits home to me. It's a good one. I love the first time we were like, we're just really gonna adventure out and try something really cool. And it works on a heavy ass song like that. You can kind of get away with mm-hmm. doing some crazy shit. Singing about some anger. Uh, and we're not going to make it. Was that just Dan or did you help with that one too? I think that's all Dan, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wrote that one. But Yeah, same vein. Yeah. We another. spent some time trying to figure out yeah. like the cadence of the chorus and shit. There was always a few lines in each song that I'd be like, hey, I got most of this down and yeah. hook, me, hook me up with a line, man. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was fun shit when you we would, like I, I wasn't even remotely bummed when you would show up to my house or vice versa and you'd be like yeah so i finished this whole song except for a line i'd be like oh mm-hmm. sweet i always get stuck on like one line that i can't fucking finish for some reason and then we do that we'd put that last puzzle piece in and it was fucking triumphant yeah. every time yep what about a favorite show do you have a favorite show you've played i know we've only played like a fucking thousand shows but <laughs> i always go back to the first grows rock in oh seven eight whenever the fuck eight. that was it was black, it was black yeah. swan record yeah after sick of it all that's like I haven't ever felt fucking higher on music, I don't think, in a yeah. live setting. How many shows do you think we've actually played since we already talked about that show? Because you said a thousand, but it's got to be more than a thousand, right? It's got to be more than a thousand. I had a count a few years ago that I got from um, from English. Like, if you think. And it was a lot. We're uh, about 17, 18 years of touring off and on. I mean, there's 300 days. We probably played two, 300 shows in most of those early years, you know, a year. Yeah. Right? I mean, we were constantly yeah, it's on tour. it's gotta be a lot. So we're Dude, probably at I a couple read, thousand I read, for sure. I remember reading that Rage Against the Machine has played less than 300 shows in their whole career. <laughs> really? Is that fucking strange? That's, that's insane. Yeah. That just doesn't huh. seem right. I'd say on the Page Avenue Man. year, like 2000, well, probably 2004, we probably played 300 shows or more. Like, I mean, if you count multiple day, like uh, acoustic performances and shit, we probably played 400 yeah. shows that year. Dude, yeah. I got it. This, so I found this. This is not... 
including acoustic shows, radio things. This is fewer than I thought. Wait, wait. If Flamingo sent it, this is probably ends at like 2007 or some shit? Or Galea sent it, sorry. Oh. In 2012, we had played 848 shows. We're so probably- definitely around 1,000 when you factor in all the other bullshit we've done. Yeah. For sure. And then we've done, you know, not a whole lot since then. We haven't done crazy touring yeah. since that, yeah. that those years. But, well, 2013, we did the full U.S. Uh, you know, we did the anniversary tours and stuff. So it's over 1,000 mm-hmm. for sure. Many shows. Anyway, side, yep. side note, because you said that, and I was like, huh. Hey, Adam, who's the, who's the person you've met that's most been like, holy shit, I just met that person? Like truly, truly met them or... Do you want me to leave so you can talk about me? I mean, <laughs> I can. It like you don't. You didn't have to like sit down and have a two-hour dinner with him. Just someone you met, like that. You were just like, I can't believe I fucking shook that dude's head hand or whatever. Blah blah. Hey, when you shook his head, <laughs> was it like? <laughs> That's what we're gonna have to do after COVID. You can't shake hands anymore. You have to shake people's heads. Is it Vinnie Paul? There've been a f- there've been a few. Vinnie Paul from Pantera was big even though it wasn't like a great interaction necessarily no. uh we interviewed rex from pantera that was fucking weird and he was just like an old hillbilly so that wasn't a great experience either <laughs> oh, but yeah. um i met pharrell at the japanese vmas hmm. and he knew our band you guys all know that story i don't right? think i know that story i remember I know that so story. wasn't weren't we all like next to you when you went over and said hi to him or something no i remember being there i was going through that backstage area and joel madden was walking with him and we passed and he's like, Oh, what's up, man? You know, cause those dudes were about our band for a minute. And I was like, Oh shit, that's Pharrell. And he came up. He's like, Hey man, I want you, I want you to meet my boy, Adam from uh story of the year. And Pharrell was just like, like he always is eyes, like barely open, just high as fuck. And he goes, Oh, what's up, man? Just like barely sound coming out of his mouth. He's like, you know, their band, they're like, they got that fucking video. That's really big right now. They're on so-and-so, whatever. And he goes, what, what are they called? He said, story of the year. And Pharrell goes, story of the year. <laughs> oh, until the day I die. Y'all are tight. <laughs> Whoa, that's awesome. I didn't know that. That's, that's funny. funny. So that was fucking sweet, the fact that he knew. I mean, he wasn't, you know, the like on the level that he is now. That was not long after, I guess, that NERD first album came out or whatever. But still, it was fucking amazing. It was Pharrell. So that mm-hmm. kind of blew my mind. And then also I passed, didn't meet him, but passed like on the stairs same time going to that kind of green room area we had at the Japanese VMAs, I passed Andre 3000 on the <laughs> stairs, who was like in my top three musicians of all time. I yeah. fucking love that dude. Yeah, man. I was just, I saw him from a distance coming down the stairs and I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh, there he is. <laughs> and so I had to just say like, hey man, what's up? So as we passed, I was like, hey, what's going on, dude? Because we were coming from like the seating that was just for hosts and artists and whatever. So I wasn't like a random so I felt kind of okay being just even saying hi. I was like, what's up, man? He goes, oh, what's up, play? In, the, in that awesome fucking accent that he has. And it made my year, dude. Dude, okay, real quick. So I don't know if this is just because I'm like an out of touch, like fucking rocker dude. But like I try to like listen to all different kinds of music and I, I, I do a pretty good job. But is it just me or is out like every year that goes by? Like right now, when I listen to like contemporary rap music, I hear I gave me some Oreos. Like I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And then never heard that one. You listen to out, you listen to Outcast, and like, is it just me or is this shit just get like better? It just keeps getting better. Oh, hundred like, percent. Yeah, it just keeps getting better. Like I, I just hear things 
in a new way maybe I haven't heard before or like oh, like even like some of the beats underneath it. Like, I, dude, I don't know. It just keeps getting better and better. And I, I, maybe it's because like I don't understand what's going on sometimes with current rap, but like, dude, it's so good. Yeah, even uh, like tracks on like sort of like album tracks that I didn't really listen to much back in the day. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I love now. Either it's like it's the kind of thing where it takes a long time to really get it and appreciate it because it's ahead of its time, or like you're saying, and or like in the context of it, <laughs> rap not being very cool right now, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, it's just that much better. Yeah, they're, they're fucking incredible. Like Andre to me is the great, the best rapper of all time. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. I was talking to Christy the other day about it, and I was like, when I really think about it, I get mad that <laughs> Outkast doesn't have another record. Dude. Yeah. Or like, Andre's not even doing anything. Like, I just listened to this, uh, Rick Rubin has a podcast. Um, oh, shit. Where he, like, interviews, like, artists and stuff at his fucking Shangri-La studio or whatever the hell he has. But Andre 3000 was on there, and he was talking about how he just right now he's just trying to learn different instruments for fun because anytime he thinks about going back and like doing any kind of rap or anything, he feels like anything he does won't live up to the hype of what it was mm. and how big he became. Yeah. That he's, I don't know that he's scared to do it. He's just not comfortable trying to do that. He's not mm. trying to make Indiana Jones on the kingdom of the crystal skull. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that, that is a bummer whenever it's a lot of pressure. You wait 20 years and then somebody puts a record out and you go, ah, well, it's fucking yeah. stupid because, like, everyone would love anything he put out because anytime he's a guest on someone's song, it's the best verse yeah, yeah. of the song. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And, but dude, it's not like Big Boy isn't putting out really good shit, you know? His shit's it's really— It's the same. Yeah. It, all it's missing is Andre. So, like, we already know the Big Boy shit's really good. Just put Andre back in, and it's going to be great. That kind of makes me wonder if, like, if you can be too self-aware— you know, mm -hmm. like yeah. in this, in this business, in entertainment business, it's just like, it's just all about being self-aware and how you present yourself and then whatever like image of yourself you sell to people on social media and you got to watch what you say and what you do, blah, blah, like, can you just be too self-aware where you're just afraid to do fucking anything? Well, the, you know? I mean, Rick Rubin made the point to him saying, well, I mean, if you're too worried about Andre 3000 living up to Andre 3000, he goes... Just mentally, like, create an alter ego so you can just produce stuff, like, you know, like, put things into the world and it's not comparing this other, this person to Andre 3000. Gotta break the seal. But it was, it was a, the way Rick Rubin said it, like, made way more sense <laughs> and was w more poetic and, like... Did Rick Rubin do but, uh, one of the Outcast records or... No, I don't think so. Or an Andre no. record? That seems like that, it seems like 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 that would make sense. They're all, mostly self-produced. Yeah, so... I think that like like a lot of great artists, I think he probably underestimates people like us. Like I would listen to him rap the ingredients of chocolate chip <laughs> cookies straight off the back of the cookie bag. Yeah. He could fuck he could just put out a record just talking and just and I, I would, he literally could just do anything and people like us would be like, fuck yeah. You know? Yeah. And dude, I'd pay I'd pay a hundred bucks. I'd pay fucking two hundred and fifty dollars for a new Outcast album. Right now, yeah. I yeah. put it on Kickstarter or whatever. I'll fucking pay that much, <laughs> dude. Uh, the yep, Key yep. and Peel did the best sketch about them. Oh, uh, so good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna even try to butcher it or anything. But if you haven't seen it, fucking look that up because it's just like it's Big Boy just being annoyed by Andre, basically. 
He's just like, come on, man. In, in his like football pads and, and furry <laughs> yeah. chaps. It's like he keeps yeah. saying shit about like potions and weird shit. And he goes, come on, man. Just be fucking normal. You know, basically. <laughs> and it's like, it's basically like how their relationship probably really is. And it's, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. All right. Last one. Then we'll wrap. Okay. So we've been a band for 17, 18 years. We put out a lot of records. We've done a lot of cool shit. We talk about it a lot on here. Moving forward, what's something that you want to like new record you know, uh, we kind of do business different these days, especially like technology. Like, what's something you want to do different that you feel like we've fucked up in the past? You're just like, damn, we did not do that well. Or like, maybe you didn't do something well. Or like, maybe there are moments where, <laughs> talk about being not self-aware, like we are the kings of just not being self-aware. Moving forward, like, what are you excited to kind of like rectify and do, do, do better and different? I want Josh to cut off his legs. <laughs> um... <laughs> I want Josh to just be a dick. <laughs> Josh to cut off his body. Um, no, I think a lot of it's already happening. You know what I mean? We're already way better live than we were even a year ago or five or 10 years ago. We're ha- we have better merch finally. <laughs> we have like good merch finally. That was always a thing. We had shit merch or really dumb merch that we thought was funny. The video that we made the one video that I was involved in for Wolves was fucking amazing. So we're doing all the shit right. I just want to keep doing it. And I'm just excited to do it all together. You know what I mean? Because I I came in after a record was already in progress that I wasn't a part of writing. So I guess I'm more than wanting to do something different. I'm just excited to do all the stuff that we're already doing better and differently now together fully with a new album and come out just fucking swinging on this new shit. I love that answer. Yeah. On a swing set. Swinging on a swing set. Swinging on a swing set. Yeah, man. I can't fucking wait. It's been three years as of today, so we're we're getting there. Our time is now. We'll get back to doing something when we can, when the world allows us to. Yeah, I think it's going to be sooner than later that some stuff's going to be happening behind the scenes, and I can't fucking wait to start sharing it, especially with our our Patreon people, man. It's going to be cool. I can't wait. Nah, fuck them. (laughs) I do have a real answer. I want to stress less about putting out music and just fucking put it out. Like we got together and did that rage cover. We, from like idea to execution, maybe two weeks altogether from the very first text Mm -hmm. that was sent. And we've always been slow to pull the trigger on stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. in that case, we proved to ourselves that it doesn't have to be like that. We can, we can just fucking do stuff. So I want to do more of that. So the opposite of Andre 3000. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I know this is your podcast, but fuck, dude, I'm so excited about that stuff too, man. I mean, Wolves, three-year anniversary today, uh, to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, the reason that record sounds the way it does is because we truly gave up fucking caring about anything. We're like, we're just going to do what we want to do and what we'd want to listen to, and that's that's it. Like, literally, that's it. We there became- was no, like, there was no, like, uh, we need to write a hit. We need to, like, get something the radio would play. <laughs> nope. No fucking pressure, no stress. We didn't even know people would even hear it, you know? We just we just did. We just did it. That's why it sounded like that. That was really bad. We Would you try to we, fart? Yeah. I saw your little butt. It went... <laughs> are, you try, are you trying to tell me we, beca- we became nihilists? <laughs> no, we became fucking free is what I'm saying. Free. We're free, dude. We want the money, Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> when you realize that, like, oh, shit, I just play music because I love it, and, like, I can't not do it, and it's a part of my DNA and I'm going to do it no matter what. It's super liberating. Cool. It's very cool. (laughs) Yeah. 
Cool. All right, well, let's wrap. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening, dudes. Thanks for asking me such tight questions. Because you're a tight dude. You're a tight skull. Tight like a tiger. You do have yeah. a nice skull. Thanks, dudes. Thanks for a cool birthday. For a cool birthday hang. <laughs> yeah, man. Happy birthday, Peanut. Now I'm going to go eat Chinese food and watch a movie. Tight. All right, then. Hey, listeners, if you want to find our band on social media, you probably already know where to find us. It's at Story of the Year and all that stuff. And my personal accounts are all at Adam the Skull. I'm at Dan Marcello on MySpace. And uh, Tinder, I think it's uh, Dan Dan the, the Long Duck Dick Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Long Duck Dick Man. Long Duck Dick Man, yes. Um, I am Ryan Phillips, only on the Instagrams. Josh underscore Wills 29 on Friendster. <laughs> and you can check out my live if you want you can check out my live journal I talk about uh, my daily things that I do with my family and what I cook for you know my meals so if you want to check out my live journal did you, guys, did, you, did you guys set up your parlor accounts yet or <laughs> hey, you can also check me out you can also check me out on OnlyFans uh, and that's where you'll find us experiment let's get you an OnlyFans account and see what happens let's just see Maybe you get some subscribers, dude. Take it to the next level. And just sit there. Let's just, just sit see. there and stare at the camera and just <laughs> No, dude, you can get that those weird people that like to be abused. And like you can just yell at people and call them names and shit while they, you know, probably no. while they masturbate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you wanna You're worthless. You're stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, you could dominate. Let's do I this. Even, I don't even literally. Post, I don't even post to Instagram. <laughs> no, this could be your ditch though. You could dominate people. You could you could be like you could yell at them shit and those be like oh 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 you could dominate people on OnlyFans dude yeah, just think about it just think about it's all I'm saying just consider it I'll mull it over <laughs> finally god while you're waiting for Josh to activate his OnlyFans account you could go to patreon.com slash story of the year and you could hang out with us we uh, recently did it's been not as recent as I think it is and I think we're, we're overdue for another one an AMA live with patrons you can be a part of that shit and all kinds of other stuff that's going to be really cool once the world gets back to normal. Patreon.com slash story of the year. Go check it out. Support the podcast and our band. It's neat. Support our band. Our band. Also, we got a lot of sweet merch. We got some holiday stuff that is still available at ghostsignal.co, the same website that we used for all the live stream stuff. Ghostsignal.co. Go get some holiday merch. Sick-ass Christmas sweater. It's yeah. real neat. It's festive. And some normal designs, too. Dudes, thanks again. Okay, goodbye. Happy birthday, Adam. Okay. See you guys Bye. later. Bye, guys. Hey, suck one, guys. Bye. No, nope, that doesn't work. You got to dominate, folks. <sighs> suck one! <laughs> <laughs>